We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. E. This video brought to you by storyboardthat.com. Hey, everybody. I know what you're thinking. It's that time of night, it's episode 20 of the Principal Cast podcast. Tonight, we are talking about engaging school community with social media. Can you believe this? Episode 20 of the Principal Cast podcast, hosted by Teresa Stagger, Jessica Johnston, and myself, Dr. Spike Cook. Principal Cast is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in education leadership. For more information, why don't you stop by our website, www principalcast.com. You can also connect with us on Twitter at principalcast uh, or follow the hashtag, whatever you choose. So I hope everybody put their DVR on if they have it for the Oscars because now it is time for Principal Cast. Tonight's topic, engaging school community through social media with guest Amber Tiemann, is brought to you by Storyboard That the world's best, and yes, I said it, best online storyboard creator. You can enjoy a 25% off purchase today if you sign up. Mention TeacherCast or go to www.storyboardthat.com slash TeacherCast. So, how is everybody doing? Let's start with our friend out in Wisconsin, Jessica Johnson. I am great. I just have to show everybody. I'm ready for Read Across America Week. These are my fingernails for the week. I have a little Dr. Seuss hat on my fingernail. Just Okay, I know you guys don't care about that. Um, I am actually trying to survive without a secretary. Um, any principal who tries to get things done knows that that is nearly oh. impossible without a secretary. Um, actually, we had we have a, our district office secretary is is out for medical issues and my assistant secretary has been helping out there and now my 
my main secretary has been out for two weeks due to an injury, and now I found out on Friday she's going to be out to mid-April. So I'm like, I'm yeah, I'm oh, in like, man. I'm kind of in this mode of like right now, like there's things, we've been surviving, but there's things not getting done that we don't even know how to Yeah, do. you don't like, know they're not getting we done. five new students who've been attending, and um, they're not in our system because none of us know how to enter them or, you know, how to get them ready for attendance and things. So um, just trying to survive. Awesome. Yeah. Teresa, how are you doing, girl? I, I'm doing okay. Just uh just <laughs> just living the dream. We had our big uh we had our big pot of gold raffle yesterday. Um that's our second biggest fundraiser of the year. So for those of you who don't know, I work in a Catholic school, a K a pre K through eight Catholic school. So most of our funding comes from uh fundraising. So we had our, our big raffle yesterday, so I got to go and pull the tickets and that was so exciting. And um that's about it. It's been a been a crazy week, but it's it's all good. What about you, Spike? Well, um, I did my first podcast with my equipment, the stuff that uh, Jeff has recommended me to to get, and I did that with our assistant superintendent and fifth graders. I had the fifth graders do their own podcast and interview uh, the assistant superintendent of curriculum uh, in our school district for African American History Month, which is really cool. Uh, I had this one uh, fifth grade boy, Xavier. He was able to start a Google Hangout. After I taught him like once or twice, he picked it up very quickly. Uh, started a Google Hangout, uh, recorded it, had the audience. Like he had this, you know, his hand up in the air. When it was time to start filming, he put his hand down. Everyone was quiet. We had an awesome host who was actually from Texas. And that really leads into, yeah, the, um, uh, the guest that we have today. And I think she was picked for her... Southern Charm. Uh, this girl Ashanti, she did an awesome job uh, as a as a as a host uh, for our. Um, I guess that's our third podcast that we've done at, at Bacon. So, uh, with that said, our host, I'm sorry, our guest tonight is Amber Teeman. She is um, at Amber at eight Amber eight on Twitter, and she is joining us from Texas. Amber, could you? Uh, just come on and introduce yourself. Yes, hi, I'm Amber Teeman, um, 8Amber8 on Twitter. I'm an assistant principal here in Texas, in Garland, Texas, and I'm excited to join this all-star all -star cast and crew. So Ooh. part of the weekly segment that we do is we just kind of catch up with each other, see like how, how everybody's week was. So, you know, Ah, shoot, I already did that. I'm out. Yeah, because that's what I asked you to. Um, I was just going to. Um, I have too many devices going on. I'm just going to be quiet. Amber, you just. Amber, talk. just just um just give me her for a um, So Amber, um, I just wanted to know, like, how was your week this week? My week was great. I've got a couple of projects going on that I'm working on, and Fast and Furious Spring is always exciting. We wrapped up um, our last Fab Friday in February, which is something we did copying, um, emulating the great Melinda Miller out of uh, Missouri, where we celebrated every Friday in the month of February and just did something fun. And this Friday we did cookies and milk, had some awesome parents bring in some cookies and milk, and the teachers got to run down Friday afternoon and just kind of have a treat. We are all now anxiously awaiting whether or not we're going to have a snow day tomorrow. All of our um, surrounding areas are closed, so I haven't heard about Garland yet. So, Because you saw snowflake in Texas? Is that what happened? A couple of ice cubes. 
<laughs> we can't now, hang with y'all. So if it gets even real cold, we panic and all the bread gets bought and all the milk is gone. Like, wasn't it 70 there a couple of days ago? Um, it was 80 today, wasn't it? It was 80 yesterday. <laughs> no joke. No day. And it's like oh, 19 God. right now. So that's not funny. That's a severe <laughs> temperature drop. We can't handle wow. it, Jessica. Amber, that there's... Is- there's wow. nights though, like we'll do this on Sunday night, and we'll be talking. Like Teresa, you know, is in Michigan, like you know, near Detroit, and she's like, "Yeah, we're expecting about 10 inches tomorrow." And I was like, "So, you, you know, you guys will have off?" And she's like, "No, that's no, we probably no. won't have off for that." And then like, uh, yeah, and then like, um, you know, Jessica will be like, "Oh yeah, that's the storm that we just got, and we got 16 inches, you know, and you know, it's it's crazy the amount of snow." And Spike's uh, like. Spike's like, we got 10 inches of snow, and we've been out of school for four days. For four days, right. Like, <laughs> when you said the word spring, I was like, you know, what? Are you living in the northern hemisphere? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. So, um, so tell us a little bit more about, about your school. Other than doing m- uh, cookies and milk, because it sounds like a really very comfortable type of school, um, yeah. what, what age level and, and, and what, what type of uh, – how big is your school and – because I've heard it's, everything is big in Texas. That's how we roll. Oh, I had to get roll. one of those in there. Thank Sorry. you for that. And it's an elementary <laughs> school. We are actually a pre-K through 5 campus. We have about 640 kids. And my district has 49 elementary schools and 57,000 kids total. <laughs> so I love the conversations with Jessica because it's just a whole different world here in, grief. Here in Wait, my so world. Say that again. How many schools in the district? Well, elementary schools, we have the 49. Oh, okay, 49. Okay. Oh, we have <laughs> elementary. <laughs> Just elementary. And then 57,000 children? In our district, yes. What? Which district is that, Amber? Garland ISD. Wow. It's a suburb outside of Dallas. Um, but it's amazing that we can have that many kids and yet still be still be a small-town district. We really are. And <laughs> Like, I know it's not the same as Jessica's all in her building, but we really do. It's not no. as if I don't ever see these people or hear about what the population is 4,000. No That's wonder now. there's a milk shortage now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I mean, I thought, like, and... And, and on this show, I have I represent one of the bigger districts. I ha- we have uh, eleven schools in the district, and I'm thinking like you know like six thousand kids, and like compared to what Teresa and Jessica are in, but now that's just yeah. out of the water. There's a lot of conversations that I they're like, well, just change the start of school. Why kids can't wake up that early? Just change the school. And I'm thinking fifty-seven thousand kids, such pie in the sky talk kind of hard to remove myself from some of those conversations sometimes because yeah. it's just not practical and if you think about our big cities a lot of those conversations that's a lot of pieces in the puzzle to try to finagle and move around sometimes that really is so um the way that the show will work tonight amber is uh we, we do have a chat room so um that's on teachercast.tv where uh people can listen to the show live and they'll ask questions and either Teresa or myself or Jessica will ask questions on their behalf and uh, or make comments about you know some of the things that we talk about so tonight's topic we're, we're going to be discussing is engaging the school community through social media and you 
came very highly recommended. I think it was because of everything that you had learned in a workshop in, at ASCD in Chicago, I believe. Um, but Jessica Johnson um, said that you really are somebody who is of, um, you know, just just a prolific speaker and and presenter about this topic. It is a concept that I am familiar with, and yes, I have presented with Jessica before. Um, on this on this conversation and it seems like it's a conversation that comes up even more so now I thought that even watching the beginning of the Oscars tonight where everything was hashtag this and check out the Twitter feed for that it's really becoming a conversation you can't ignore and to negate the impact that it can have on education and communication um, I think would be a disservice so can you tell us a little bit about how you got started Absolutely. I actually um, have been on Twitter since 2008 when I went to um, the BLC conference up in Chicago and got to sit in on a session there and it was a get started session. Obviously not knowing where and how it would go. My Twitter handle, 8amber8, was just on a lark of, okay, I'm trying to figure this out. How's it going to go? And it has evolved from checking in once every few months to now it being how I do so much of what I do. Um, came back to the district, wanted to start immediately and, you know, kind of had to tap the brakes a little bit. Finally got involved with a pilot program within our communications department to pilot for my elementary school, which at the time um, was Luna Elementary. And so they chose an elementary school, a middle school, and a high school to pilot a Twitter account for each campus and kind of being the point person on that and the one that was a little bit more familiar with the tools, really able to help out the other two campuses and now every campus in Garland is able to have a Twitter account. So that's great and obviously something that I utilize probably more than anything else to communicate with our families. That's pretty cool. So, you know, in 2008, were you um, like, how were you getting dialed in to other connected educators? At that time, it wasn't. It was the people that were in that session, I think, are the people that you made connections with. And then as it started to evolve, you start to make different connections. And it really became, I don't know that the PLC slash PLN piece in 2008 ever even crossed my mind. It literally was just a new tool that I learned about at BLC. Uh, it wasn't until probably 2010 that it really started to hit home as far as a way for me to connect with other educators professionally. And at that point, the conversation started to evolve into how we can utilize that to um, really grasp where our parents were and in a way that was convenient to communicate with them. I should probably ask a question since it's quiet. <laughs> You know, um, Amber, uh, Jessica, tonight is like smooth as sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did yeah. I not answer the question? What, what did I do wrong? Why is there silence no, in the room? No, Sorry. I was trying to, no, I was trying to no. take a step back. I was Usually, looking at the Google Doc to see what, what, okay. what I could add. Hey, Teresa, how are you doing over there? And... Chris, Chris Nessie just asked if the video was freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Normally mine does. So, no. Oh, goodness. No. Right, yeah, right, Jess, okay. why don't you ask a question? I was trying to telepathically tell her to ask her question. But... Use the chat box right. on the side, Spike. So, Amber, 
It's, it's awkward to ask Amber a question because I know what her answers are going to be. But for our listeners, Amber, where, you know, if a principal has no social media going for their school at all yet, they're totally new, where would you recommend that they start? Well, as far as tools or as far as even establishing a voice? She's not gonna. She's not gonna respond to that. <laughs> she's okay. totally frozen. Start in, uh... one of each. Okay, start how about tools, one of each? And then yeah, start with okay. tools and then go forward. If you are completely unfamiliar with Twitter, with Instagram, with Facebook, um, I would recommend first of all double checking. I know that in our district, everything has to be approved and everything has to go through that district level presence. And so for us again. Um, if you are in a place where you have a larger district or have some of those restrictions, asking um, how they want you to go about it is probably a smart move because there obviously are some legalities with FERPA and student privacy and things of that nature. Um, assuming that you can move forward, establishing what account you're going to use. Are you going to have a campus account? Are you going to use your personal account? We had the at um, Watson underscore Wildcats is our campus account. So everything that we do comes from that. The image is our school mascot. And I will tweet from that um, several times a week, depending on the day, depending on what's going on, depending on how the classrooms, the things that I see during walkthroughs or activities. Um, it is March, and my teachers are now sending me texts saying, hey, we're doing something really cool. Come see. You probably want to tweet this. And so I love because this is my first year at this campus, um, and so this is still kind of new for all of our teachers, too. But literally now, I've got multiple people who will text and say, hey, come see. You want to tweet this. Our parents are going to love this. If they go on field trips, they're sending me pictures or sending me information, and I can blast that out. So I think creating that voice and making sure that your parents are aware that it's there what is your account going to be offering? Why should they um, follow you on Twitter? One of the initial arguments, of course, is that, oh, well, everybody's not on Twitter. That's fine. We use something called Fast Follow, which sends a text to people who sign up for our Twitter feed. So every time I tweet, they get a text message. So for those people who don't necessarily want to have a social media account, they are able to get a text message every time I send out a tweet. So that's something Wait, that especially Wait, what's that called given, again? Uh, Fast Amber? Follow. Fast Follow? Mm-hmm. Hmm, and I'm I have those resources on my blog as well. And um, again, it's super easy and it, it really helps. I'm married to a technophobe and he is completely against social media. So this was almost my way of pacifying him through my, my campus endeavors and saying that um, you can get a text message. Every time we send a tweet, it will send you a text and you just send at, you follow at Watson Wildcats to 40404. And every time I send a tweet, it will send them a text message. They don't have to have an account. They don't have to create a Twitter handle. It just oh, literally cool. is a way to get information. That's cool. Is it similar to, like, how is that, like, compared to Remind 101? Is it similar or different? Well, in a sense that I can't see their number and they have to sign up for it and the onus re relies on them to go get to sign up for it, um, mine are still my tweets. So I'm not having to do an extra step. It's all on my Twitter stream through Twitter. So again, it's an oh, open okay. account. Okay. So you don't have to have, um, if you do have people who understand Twitter and can go to the Twitter stream, then obviously they can also go do that um, rather than have it show up on their wall. It's a, it's an open account. And Remind 101, there's no way to go back through and, and see that stream as far as I know. 
Okay, so yeah, because it's like Remind 101 is more directed at a, at a particular population that you establish first, whereas this would be more like what you were saying, like just like anybody else, um, you know, that w would want to join, you know, and right. follow you. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that that answered. And then as to how to get started, again, just walk around, tweet what you see. Kids are asked every single day, what did you do today? And they, I don't know, nothing, have that response, including my 12-year-old. But if I were to check her school's Facebook page and see what they did on career day, then I'm able to ask a more important question of, oh, what did you think about the astronaut that came and spoke to you today? And that just allows me as a parent to be so much more involved. I also think that if you check our Twitter stream, you see what our focus is. Our focus is on our kids and our instruction and the things that we're doing in the classroom. And you start to develop that presence before they even get to know you, before they have a question, before they come to school for an event. They can get a feel for what we think is important and the things that we value just by checking out our social media presence. Very cool. Uh, we have some questions from the, uh, the, the chat room that Teresa is going to ask you. Yeah, there's quite a few. It's, it's there's there's this great 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 conversation happening in the chat room right now. So um, Chris Nassi uh, says, sadly, if admin aren't already connected, are they listening to podcasts? How much success do some of you have when you share this with unconnected leadership or leadership that's doubtful of the usefulness? Again, I think that it is a it is a tool that you can't ignore. It is ubiquitous. It is worse than Matthew McConaughey. It's everywhere you turn. There's a hashtag. There's a Whoa, feed. That was it's, awesome. It's Sorry. everywhere. And I don't think that you can ever not take advantage of a tool that can help you communicate with parents. I have two girls and I check Tuesday folders on Friday afternoon or on Sunday morning when I have time. I just don't have the time that I used to in being able to access something where I'm at is so much better for me as a mom that I want others to have that as well. I don't not do the things that I do. I don't not send home paper calendars. I don't not send home reminders. But I tell you what, if you've got kids and you've ever woken up 10 minutes late, you're going to forget it's picture day. But if you get a text at 6.45 in the morning that says, hey, don't forget it's picture day. Hey, don't forget third grade has a field trip today. You're so much more apt to remember the things that are important for your kids. And it's not like it takes me a whole long period of time. It's 140 characters. I'm not having a conversation. I'm just sending out timely reminders, timely blasts about things that are happening on our campus. And do you find a different engagement with uh, Twitter and also, you know, the the website that you just mentioned versus Facebook? We have a Facebook presence, and obviously, um, if you check the demographics for the um, crowd on Facebook, it is currently 24 to 40 is the highest population, which is a lot of our parents. So I do think that it's important to have, I use Hootsuite, which is just a cross-platform cross posting tool. So if I post it in one place, it posts it in multiple places. Our PTA is in charge of our Facebook page, and I just simply send out the same information. Um, so again, I'm, I'm covering all of my bases because I want to hit every person that I can, whether it's the dad that's on Twitter and the mom that's on Facebook and the grandma that's checking folders and gets my hand out when it comes home. I want to provide as many opportunities as possible to brag about my kids, to brag about my school, and for people to have the opportunity to get involved. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it, and it's exactly true, is you don't know who is using what 
part of social media. So you can't just have a presence on Facebook. You can't just have the Twitter presence. You can't just do the mass texting. You've got to cover it all. Um, we use um, it, if then then that. Um, it's ifttt.com. I don't know if um, if anyone in the chat room's heard of it, but it's a great, great service where I can say, you know, you hook up all of your your social media things, including blogs, etc. And so I've got we have a mobile app for our parents, and everything. I have a blog set up, and every time I do a, um, every time we send out a school reach, which is our mass uh, communications. Uh, program, it automatically posts to the blog, which is on the the news feed on the on the mobile app. It it if somebody if one of the PTO because our our PTO and our school advisory run our Facebook presence as well, so if they post something on there, it's automatically posted to the Twitter. So everything is, and and we have the Twitter stream up on the front page of the website. So everything is cross posted in all different places, and it it really is important because you don't know what people are most comfortable looking to. Mm -hmm. I think our webpage, I had a parent stop me at our, we had a Tacos and Technology event this year where we had kind of a parent tech workshop, some hands-on technology talk on Twitter with a taco. Who doesn't want to have that happen? Um, <laughs> and he said, he said, I don't even check the webpage anymore because it's too static. It stays the same. It mm -hmm. takes too long for things to be updated. And he's right because it does require more effort for me to get in there and update our webpage versus sending out a, hey, don't forget the assemblies tomorrow. Hey, don't forget the awards are at this time versus getting in and doing that. So I think that these tools are dynamic and we're moving at such a fast pace all the time in life that having a tool like an if this then that or a Hootsuite or whatever platform you want is vital because you're right you never know which which and where you want to send it to there's yeah it's it's this it's absolutely it there is the chat room is going crazy right now they're about a minute behind us so um just to kind of give you that idea of where they are in the conversation. So Tony Sinanis had actually just asked if you do parent or family training sessions. So when you're talking about your tacos and technology, do you go through with the parents who are there? Do you explain to them how Twitter works? Do you explain how the information is going to go out? What, what does that encompass? I do. And again, being that this is my first year where I'm at, um, I'm moving as quickly as I can and as slow as I need to to make sure that people understand the importance and the validity in what we're doing before I just push, 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 push. Um, what I have done previously is starting at the beginning of the year, um, I try to have a monthly something, whether it be a hands-on, whether it be a video. Right now on our website we have an introduction to Twitter chat video because we're going to have our second Watson parent teacher chat this month and I have a video created by our awesome special ed teacher who which kind of walks them through how to take part in a Twitter chat. I sent home a flyer that shows them how to participate, how to get our information, the ways to check our stream, which is what I said earlier that just go to our page on Twitter to sign up via text or to follow us um, and just kind of give them all of that information. And then at the Tacos and Technology Night, I talked about the importance of having an online presence and why we were there, um, why I thought it was important, what, what a digital footprint meant for our kids. We're a technology center, my elementary school is, and so I think it's even more important that our kids have this heightened awareness of, of what they're putting out there, and parents need to be half a step ahead of that. So that was one of the purposes in what we're doing with our, our tacos and technology. I threw in food because I thought that that would make a, you know, a 
yes, attractive <laughs> even, even if you wanted to come out. But I also, I don't want to push people. I understand, like my husband, there are some people who don't want to have anything to do with technology and, and want their kids to be removed from that as well, which is fine. But I still think you need to have an awareness, and I still think you need to be aware of what your kid is capable of or has access to. And if I can set the positive example by being the lead learner and being the person who is pushing it out for our school, maybe that will make it a little less scary and allow them to kind of move forward. So do you have a uh, school blog, Do you, or do you just have your own personal blog? Well, that's a good question. I have a weekly thing, a weekly vlog that I share with our <laughs> teachers that is just kind of a short PD, short, here's some articles to read, here's a funny video, don't forget to have grades in by four, kind of a thing. Um, there's so much that goes on at our school literally every single day in March. I think we have something every single day. I mean, it's just a crazy, crazy calendar, and especially in Texas this time of year. So I try not to overwhelm them. I post a lot on my blog, and that kind of gets shared at times. So I don't know what that question, like, where do I share this kind of stuff or what? Well, I guess, like you were saying, you know, how you're using, you know, Twitter, you're using Facebook, um, you know, and some of the other the, the other things. Um, I guess I was wondering, you know, like one of the parents had said, like, the, the, the website's a little bit, you know, static and uh, can't keep up with things as much. Do you Do you have another platform, like a blog, or do you just kind of run everything through... And and you kind of you kind of explain that like you run part of it through your own blog and then I guess you're also sending information out to everybody about the things that are going on in addition to you know the the paper stuff. I do and I try as much as I can and as much as George Kuros would blast me for it. I try to keep them as separate as I can. I don't necessarily talk a lot about my teachers and my kids on my technically team and I'm very ambiguous about that only because I want to protect their digital identities and kind of feel like just because I, I work there with them, it's not fair of me to, to push out everything that we're doing that way. But if I can speak of it ambiguously, then I try to. And March Talk was in Technology Night. I definitely blogged about. Anytime I talk and have my presentation or my notes or anything, I put that on my Technically Teaming. But I don't promote that on our school site so I try to inflect as much of my voice and as much of my positivity, as you will, on our um, campus webpage. It just is a little bit more cumbersome than, say, a Hootsuite or a Facebook post or a tweet. And how's your central administration and principal and you know some of the upper administration? How do they how are they reacting to um, you know the job that you're doing with social media in your district? Well, like I said, um, I am—I got to pilot that, and so I really think that they have embraced it as a tool for communication, still trying to get everyone on board, because until I think you can effectively show that it is something that is just changing what we're doing, not necessarily, no, changing how we're doing it, not necessarily what we're doing it, and showing them that it's not something that's going to push them over the edge or... Um, add one more thing to their plate, which again is common. I really think that, that people are moving forward and it's kind of catching up, but my principal is amazing. She's super, super supportive and I really think that um, even Friday we had a Black History Month celebration and I had my phone out the whole entire time and I saw her looking at me a couple times 
But I think by this point, she knows what I'm doing. She knows that I'm tweeting. She knows that I'm taking pictures. She knows that I'm sharing information. And I think that that is just something that takes a little bit of time. It takes time for people to get used to that. And we are moving forward and have more schools than ever involved. And so we're getting there. We're definitely catching up. And a lot of forward thinkers in our district right now. So I have no doubt that even though we're so big, they definitely have the the right mindset. That's really cool. Um, you know, one of the things that that we want to you know continue to support here, you know, our um, sponsor for for tonight's show is Storyboard. That uh, it's used by teachers <clears throat> across all subjects to teach grammar, practice a foreign language, or write a short story, do analysis on books. Our loyal listeners, and that's you out there, folks. Uh, can enjoy a 25% off Storyboard That by going to storyboardthat.com slash teachercast. So going back over to the chat room, it looks like Teresa, it's still fired up in there. It's oh, like- man, it's awesome. And there, I mean, it, this is a great there, – there's so much happening in the chat room, and there's so uh, – Amber, they're just – they're loving this advice. And there, and there are so many things that they're – that you know that that they're bringing back too, which is awesome. Brian Alabek says, as oddly as it may seem, I listened to podcasts before I joined Twitter, and then he resisted Twitter for about a year, and then was reading blogs and listening to podcasts like the TeacherCast podcast, and those convinced him to start the Twitter account. So he says that there's always hope for those administrators who might not be comfortable with jumping in. Um, Simon Miller um, just made a comment that said he's 42, almost 20 years in education. The myriad of tools and social media opportunities is mind-boggling. He tries to remember this when helping older admins and teachers because it can be overwhelming for them, but it is a necessity in his opinion. Um, and you know it's interesting, um, Teresa. That doesn't always happen with with no. uh, older yeah. folks either. Because I talk about like one of my early blog posts was like being a 38 year old uh, dinosaur, first year principal, because I didn't know about any of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of people's you know feelings about it. You know, like if they they take a stance on it, no matter how. Old. But I I like what Simon and I know Simon is actively yeah you know, bringing people along. But that that's a really good point. Yeah. You know, we had a. Um, we we had a at the beginning of the school year because this is this is my first year as an admin and at the beginning of the school year I sent out an email to all of my teachers I sent them like this just questionnaire just try to you know get to know you Google Doc and one of the questions that I asked was how comfortable are you with technology and one of my teachers who is a veteran teacher she's been in the building for a very long time um, she she said to, I I will never forget this she said I am terrible with technology (laughs) she said but I really want to learn and if you can just be patient with me I I think that you know I I I think that it can be really good and she's amazing she's doing Edmodo with with one of our very low uh, one of our very young grades she's got I mean she's we implemented a one-to-one iPad program she's she's constantly finding apps she's I mean she's just amazing and so that's one of those that had I not asked I'm, I may not have I may not have pushed her because I, I might not have thought that she wanted to be pushed. Well, and I like what Amber's doing. Like as she said, like she's the lead learner. She's trying to to set it by example. I think that's one of the right. things I've tried to do at my school. And uh, Amber, you mentioned like doing walkthroughs. Do you use a a system for your walkthroughs? Our district is has done a classroom walkthrough training, and we have a tool that we use. I think that we are um, going to evolve into instructional rounds, and so that's something that's just kind of part of our day 
um, mm -hmm. daily expectations is that we're kind of out and about in the classrooms. And um, back to what Teresa said, we did a um, one of the ways again trying to be that continued yet that continual support system, but yet right. kind of pushy but smiling the whole time. And um, we did a <laughs> book study this year on Twitter, and that was the way the teachers were able to participate in our GT hours was to respond at a certain time in a certain place and they had the questions but we did teach like a pirate and Dave Burgess even jumped into one of our chats and so that was very convincing for some of our um, more hesitant teachers to see the validity and what we were doing when you could have the author of your book um, jump into the chat with you so that was really awesome of him to do that for me and it really helped our teachers see and I know that I have more teachers on Twitter now because of that they had to get familiar with it they had to get on and do it um, versus me just making them do something. This was an opportunity for them to get involved and to do something that the whole campus was doing. That's good. Yeah, I, I've. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Teresa. No, that's okay. Amber, what are GT hours? Gifted and talented. We have a certain um, state requirement of how many hours every year you have to keep updated. And so, again, given oh, okay. that I'm at a, a magnet campus, those GT hours are super important. Got it. Got it. One of the things that that I look at. Um, and, and not having mandated, you know, technology use, but certainly uh, capturing it through our walkthroughs. Um, I just, I just looked at the data from from our school, and and like I said, the, nothing has ever been mandated. It's only just been supported. Um, and I recently did a blog post about this, but when I first started at the school that I'm at now in 2010, 2011, a teacher use of technology was below 20% and student use was about 30%. Now, those are the, the this is the McCrell walkthrough, you know, three to five little snapshots. Um, so 1,300 walkthroughs later, so that's a big mosaic that you have there, uh, and four years of data, we have teachers using, you know, technology, uh, almost 55% of the time and students using it 50% of the, the, and this is the observable time. So I think also when you look at, you know, trying to, you know, quantify that, which is really difficult sometimes. Like it's like, how do you, you know, because then the next thing is, well, how does that, you know, r relate to student uh, achievement and how does it relate to this, that, the other thing. I just look at it like as just, an, a, it's it's an amazing feat in the fact that we've, we've invested, other than in the devices, very little on professional development where people can use, you know, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Pinterest has, I think, for the, for the teachers has been amazing. And plus like, you know, free, unconference-like un professional development. Yeah, we, again, I know that <laughs> my campus is different because I'm a technology center, but the activities that my teachers and students are able to do are a lot years ahead of, of a, anything I could ask of them. And they blow me away regularly with, with what I walk into in their classrooms. And so just me being able to share what I can Thank goodness for Twitter, because how else in the world would I have as many resources to throw their way and sound like I know what I'm talking about if it wasn't <laughs> for my PLN on a regular basis? Amen. So, Teresa, do we have any other uh, questions? I'm sure I'm sure we, we do, do from the chat room before we get into our last segment, which is everyone's favorite when we have a guest on. Absolutely, we do. <laughs> we have two more. There are two more comments, and I'm 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 trying to keep on top of the chat room today to see if there's anything else because I don't want to leave anybody out. But we've got um we have two more. Let me pull up my document. I started. See, Amber, the the running joke was in the chat room because if you're in the chat room. As soon as somebody posts a new 
a new um, comment, it scrolls all the way to the bottom. <laughs> so if you're trying to go back and read, it's constantly stro scrolling. So I finally learned to just keep it in a dock. Um, <laughs> it, it only took 20 episodes, but hey. Um, Chris. Uh, Chris Nessie says, what would you do and how would you react to change in leadership in your building or hire that did not support social media and mandated that it stop, say, a new principal, curriculum director, tech director, or even the superintendent? Well, obviously, if the big man says no, then the big man said no. <laughs> I would. You're not going to go rogue. <laughs> I would not. I would it's hard to go rogue on babies. social media. Exactly. Right, right. <laughs> it is, and I think that... I think that there are places where that is probably very, very true. And if that's the mm -hmm. case, then I would share tools with my teachers and I would share tools with that upper echelon of administration that apply to what we do. It's not just about technology. Mm -hmm. It's about good pedagogy. It's about sure. good instruction. It's about curriculum. Mm -hmm. It's about all of these resources that that are valid and necessary. And I, you can't see it right now, but... I saw Spike's post the other day. I've got about 15 books and about 25 magazines sitting on the edge of this desk that are just right. waiting for my free time to occur. Hadn't happened yet, but I still feel as if I'm current on what's happening. I would share with them all of these things because at some point someone's going to say, "Where are you? why do you have time for this? What are you doing? Because I would like to think that I'm also productive at my job. It's not that I'm sitting on Twitter all day every day and it's not that I'm parked in front of a computer. I'm out with our students. I'm out with our parents. I'm doing things. I just also have these available tools and hopefully presenting it in a manner that shows the benefit. One of the things I've suggested in my talks before is that not to ask to be on something. Don't, don't start with your nouns. Don't start with, I need Instagram, I need Pinterest, I need Twitter. Start with, I need a way to engage with my parents where they are. I need to meet them where they're at. And I know that they are available in this manner. Would you be okay with me trying to communicate like this? You know, that's interesting that you mentioned, you know, it's not about technology, and I'm sure there's people that are in your district, um, you know, that have the perception about you that it's all about technology, and and I, I share that same that same experience, and, and this week it was interesting because we had, um, we hosted five other elementary schools for, uh, we're piloting a, a reading program at my school, so we hosted the five uh, other elementary, so they brought their literacy coaches and their uh, principals, and along with district supervisors. So when everything was finished, uh, one of the things that we always do is this thing called a plus delta, you know, things that work well, things that we need to improve on. So when they talked about the pluses, it, I, I loved it because it had nothing to do with technology and actually had very little to do with the, the reading program we were looking at. They liked how we did the announcements. They liked how students were greeting them at the door and escorting them to the computer lab. They liked the climate and culture of our building. And they liked the, the fact that our teachers were so open to, um, to talk with anybody that came through to give an honest opinion. And it's so funny because I, I was so proud of the staff and everything, but, um, but it sure hit me that I, I, I did definitely had that thinking that like everyone just thinks that all I'm about is technology when I think really you know the most important things are that climate culture. You know, like you said, you started off this podcast to talk about you know, cookies and milk, and 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 that and that kind of thinking, uh, I think, is really powerful. And that's definitely happened, and it's definitely an image. I actually worked in our technology department for two years before becoming an assistant principal, and so it's definitely an image to overcome that 
that I actually know more than just how to be techie, that I use these tools to apply everything that I do. And I do think it makes me work more efficiently, and I do think it makes me work more concurrently with everything else in our building. And I, I can't, I couldn't separate the two. And you look at great conferences, you look at ASCD, you look at ISTE, and the most successful sessions aren't the one that are all about tech tools, and they're not the one that's all about research. It's about the two that can combine academia with technology. And I think until we can really seamlessly integrate those two things, you're never going to see effective integration, and you're never going to see that comfort and familiarity within education until we stop trying to separate the two. Um, it's not about a tool, and it's not about um, a research article. It's about how can I combine the two to engage my students, to intrinsically motivate them with their passion in this digital world that they're in, but yet still also teach what I need to teach and to convey what I need to convey, whether it be leadership, whether it be social studies. I think that the two have to be seamless together. That's awesome. Okay, Teresa, what's the uh, we've got last one question? More. Got last yep. question. And then I already sent out the request for <laughs> for word association, and we've got some good ones. So yeah, good. Uh, the last question, um, and this is a little off topic, but not at the same time. So hopefully you've got. Uh, we're not bound by topics, Teresa. Something we're not. We don't do that. <laughs> If I send, it's about tweets though. If I send out, it's for Heber Springs High. I don't know. I don't know who is tweeting from the Heber Springs High account, but this is who um, has sent us this question. If I send out a school closing tweet, it gets retweeted a hundred times in ten seconds, and if I send out an educational instructional tweet, I might get two retweets. How do I get more interaction with my tweets? I think that you have to start by engaging children, and I just did a school admin virtual mentoring hangout on student voice and featured some amazing principals that were talking about student voice. Some of the most traffic that I get, and again, by using Hootsuite, I'm able to see how many times my tweet is viewed, favorited, retweeted, all that good stuff, which is great analytic material when talking to your upper echelon as to why it's a valid thing. Um, if it's coming from the students and it involves the students, then that's what it is. Is it a line from a magazine article or is it something that's happening in your building? These people have their children hanging over their mantles in their fireplaces. They're not interested in our thoughts on curriculum and research. They want to hear about what their kids are doing at school. They want to know what's involving and what's engaging with them. And instead of a math fact, what if I showed the kids playing the math facts on the iPad or sitting outside drawing problems with chalk? My first graders had the opportunity to go outside this week and pour water and work on measurement. And that, that was our most viewed tweet of the week. And it was just some kids playing with water outside. But if you think about it, we're talking to parents. If that's who you're talking to, then that's who you need to worry about is those people they have hanging over their mantle. I think that's an awesome, that's an awesome, awesome uh, point. And, and I think, uh, you, you know, in talking with my staff or, or even even my kids, you know, it, it's it's interesting. And I've shared this before because, like, you know, they'll come – my kids, they don't go to the same school that, that I'm at. So they'll come down to my school and they'll think it's, you know, just the absolute coolest thing. You know, and I'll ask them, like, what's going on in their school? And they'll just tell me, you know, what, what special they had or whatever, you know. And I look at some of the projects. I look at some of the things, that, you know, the learning opportunities. And I just want to say, like, oh, like I, I, there's so much more that that you could be doing just to tell your story. That's all it is. Like, there's a lot of cool things that are going on. And I think that um, if anything, uh, you've helped the listeners tonight to really understand that 
as a school leader, it is essential to make sure that you tell your story. Uh, there's so many people out there that are going to tell a different story, and I think, you know, what you've done today is has really um, has really helped out a lot of people. So, and also, thank you. I heard that you are now responsible for breaking Twitter tonight, Amber. <laughs> That's awesome. I think it was my Texas Tech sweatshirt. That's yeah, <laughs> my Texas Tech sweatshirt. It's the fail whale. I don't have the fail whale anymore. It's some crazy guy with long arms. But yeah, Twitter, Twitter's down. Wow, Twitter's down. that's crazy. Dun, 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 dun. I know. I just, just as we're talking about it. It's not yeah. us. I mean, it's not the Oscars. It's totally Amber. <laughs> so Amber, um, one of the things that we like to do on this show when we have guests is um, we like to do a, a word association. Sounds exciting. So we're so gonna fun. we're gonna say a word or a phrase, and then you have to respond, but you can only respond in one word. Now we had manager on, and he responded sometimes in you know grunts and noises and things like that. So we have now we've now barred everyone else from doing that. You have to utter some sort of word. No grunting. Thank you, Eric. That, All right. Yeah, that yeah. has nouns. Way to go, Shander. <laughs> That's All right. right. Way to go, Eric. Respect yeah, exactly. for everybody. Yeah. So the first one is Common Core. I'm in oh, Texas. That's right. Uh, what? I should have said what? <laughs> what? Um Corporal Punishment. No. <laughs> no. Troy a Aikman. Inspirational. Oh, that would have been a good one for a sound, I feel like. I, <laughs> <laughs> Teresa. No. Like, that, like, that, that's almost, like there are almost no words. You know? I, like, that's so true. Like, oh. Some facial expressions. No. Um, I, was, I was told that in order to be more professional and educationally serious, that I should not talk about Tori Aikman, that I should not... How dare you, Twitterist, to uh, bring back into me trying to be? I'm trying to be professional and educational. <laughs> I was told not to talk about Troy anymore. <laughs> oh my God! All right, how about um, Todd Whitaker? Oh, buddy. There you go. You got anything from the the? I, I have a bunch. You know four. me. Four. We have okay, four go ahead. from the chat room. All right, the first one is chalk. <laughs> what? Chalk. <laughs> what? Yes. Very good. Uh, discipline. Daily. Communication. Essential. And favorite hashtag. Hashtag WMST. Mm, WMST. Which we do a, a knockoff of Tony's shenanigans and his Cantagues kids. And so our girl closed it out this week with follow us on Twitter and check out the Hashtag. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. It was the most adorable thing I've ever seen. I was so proud of her. Oh, couple really awesome comments in the chat room that we'll get to before we sign off. Um, Brian Ellebeck says that Amber wins the Best Advice Award. And um, Paige Hanks says, we ain't got no common core in Texas. No. Right, right. Oh. Tell Paige. <laughs> And Simon Miller says, thank you guys for a great, great show. He has little ones to pick up from grandmas and put to bed. Aww. So uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful advice, Amber. Um, 
we can't we can't thank you enough for being on here tonight. This was this was invaluable, and I know that the the chat room says the same. There. Oh, and Adam Clark says that you also give great ideas about methods administrators can use to flip meetings. Yes. We I've may have to TV book stuff. a return. Yeah. That's right. We knew. Oh, I'd be honored. The show. You know, I I always like to tell um you know guests when they come on, it's like, so how did you guys get started with this? Like, to you you do realize that Teresa is a first year principal who decided to and connected with Jessica and was like, yeah, I not only do I want to be a first year principal and be you know connected because that's just who she is, but I want to do this like weekly podcast where we would talk to people and stuff. So Teresa like. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> this is really all all of her idea and uh it, it's just it's such so such a great avenue you know to connect with people so any any words for a first year uh you know, principal um amber bless your heart bless your heart <laughs> nothing Thank just you. To, to remember that every day is a new day and remember why you're doing this in the first place which is to make a difference in the lives of kids and that some days are going to be hard and some days are going to be easy, but there's always a new day tomorrow. Love it. And Love some it. days trees are going to, you know, knock fences down. And it, it's some so funny. Some days your parking like, lot will be on fire and some days... <laughs> I, I listened to that one. They, yeah, yeah, bless your heart. My word. And, <laughs> and Voxer will get, will get you through. Oh, yeah. Voxer will get you through it. Awesome. Amber, is there anybody that you would like to um, give a special shout out to? Because we always like to recommend, um, you know, follower or people to follow on the show. So, is there anybody that you would like to make sure that our audience is connecting with? Well, I have my own little Voxer family that I would be negligent if I didn't mention how much I adore Kurt Reese and Jessica Johnson and Tom and Leah Whitford, Jay Posick. Joe Sanfilippo, and that Tony Sananis again, at Melinda Miller, I mentioned her earlier, but those are the people that I get to rant and rave and laugh with every single day via Voxer, but they literally on, I think, Thursday or Friday, our email stream that went back and forth had about 15 different ways to impact our practice, and that's just insane, and for those people who don't have that kind of connection, I just feel so bad for her because you get tired and you get beat down and you need somebody to, to share their great ideas with you when they're having those up moments. And I'm just so thankful that I have so many people that can lift me up and, and give me great ideas. That's awesome. And can you tell our audience how they can connect with you, my dear? They can find me on Twitter at 8Amber8, surrounded by Troy. Sorry, second mention. <laughs> um, or you can check out my blog at technicallyteamin.com. And those are my two professional resources, so you can hunt me down and chat with me there. That's awesome. Well, as you know, uh, this episode of Principal Cast podcast, episode number 20, Engage in the School Community with Social Media, uh, was brought to you by Storyboard That. Dot com. We want to thank our storyboard, that.com, again. And remember, any loyal listeners out there who would like to sign up, just go to storyboardthat.com slash teachercast and get 25% off. And as always, we want to make sure that we are supporting each other. Check out Jessica Johnson at Principal J uh, on Twitter and Teresa Stagger at Principal Stagger on Twitter and our most awesome, ever-present, always there, always doing everything for us,
producer, Jeff Bradbury. Uh, he is at TeacherCast on Twitter, TeacherCast.net for blogs and resources, and TeacherCast.tv for podcasts. And after this episode, we are also going to be talking, um, or he's going to be embedding. Taylor, has it new, happened yet? He's going to be embedding <laughs> a new um, uh, commercial for his, he's, he's doing a charitable ca campaign, and the charity is TeacherCast. Um, check out PrincipalCast next week on March 9th as we talk about ASCD because the ASCD conference is coming up. Um, Amber, are you going this year? I am. You are? So you're going to be in Los Angeles. Staying with Aaron Klein and Joan Young. It is going to be an L.A. educational cornucopia. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, boy. I can't wait to follow the hashtag. No <laughs> doubt. We'll, we'll, we'll follow it from this nose spike. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh. I don't know, Teresa, what do you got for us? I, got, <laughs> I got, stick around uh, to watch the, the new PodFund video and uh, Principal Cast out. <laughs> <laughs> Principal Cast <laughs>
buildingteachercast.net. It's grown from a simple idea to help students in my school to a professional development network used by hundreds of thousands of educators worldwide each year. But you don't have to take my word for it. Whenever I think of the education community, I think of TeacherCast. What Jeff has done with TeacherCast is amazing. The amount of knowledge that has been accrued and distributed to the TeacherCast blog, podcast, educators network, app reviews, online courses, and other great Bradbury-produced items is staggering. TeacherCast is geared for not only educators, but parents, students, and community members. Jeff has changed the way educators collaborate. He recognized the need to help connect educators across the globe, and he has accomplished something that we could only dream about just a few short years ago. I challenge you today to help me as I pledge to help teachers help other teachers. Through your generosity and assistance, together we can make TeacherCast a very special place for educators and enhance our reach and educational offerings by increasing our educational programming to include the TeacherCast University Broadcast, the development of an enhanced mobile application to deliver TeacherCast professional development and its educational broadcasting network via the iTunes, Android, and window platforms, and also to create a streaming educational channel straight to your TV via the Roku box. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining me on our PodFun campaign. Please join us each and every Sunday night on TeacherCast.tv as we bring you the best in educational online live broadcasting. I welcome you to follow us on Twitter at TeacherCast and reach out to us on our many channels at TeacherCast.net slash iTunes and TeacherCast.net slash YouTube. Keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B-E.